95.5. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. The man you're about to meet is known as Japan's best-selling Zen millionaire. Ken Honda has written an incredible 58 books, translated into 15 languages with 8 million copies sold. He retired at the age of 29 to stay home and raise his newborn daughter and then spent the rest of his life writing books on wealth. His latest book is Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money, in which Ken shows his readers how to create a life of abundance by changing their relationship with money. Ken recently joined me from his retreat outside of Tokyo via video call in a wide-ranging interview where we talked why all money is either happy or unhappy money, where our ideas about money come from, how different personality types influence how we treat money and the ways we can increase our money EQ to attract more abundance in our lives every day. Ken even goes into depth about his own damaged family history with money, what he would do if he lost everything. And he speaks of the current global financial crisis as a result of COVID-19. I started out by asking Ken about the time a woman wanted to look inside his wallet and how that launched the idea for his latest book. In your book, Happy Money, I was astonished to learn that it isn't unusual for someone in Japan to ask to see the contents of your wallet. That kind of freaked me out. And this is actually where the idea for your book began. Tell us this story. Yes. Um, uh, at the time, I think uh, Japanese people were interested in uh, celebrities' wallets. So, for example, like a movie star, like Justin Bieber, does he even have a wallet? People are obsessed about wallet. And if you uh, bring a golden one, you know, maybe it brings you luck or something like that. So I was approached by uh, this, you know, gentlewoman. So I didn't uh, doubt her at all. She was curious what kind of wallet I have. And uh, so I, I said, okay. Uh, as long as you give it back to me, uh, you can look at it. And she said, thank you. And she was pulling out all the bills and she was shaking something. And she said, this is good. This is good. And I got very curious. So I was watching her and she put them back um, and then gave uh, my wallet back to me. And she said, Ken, all your money is good to go. So you passed the test. And I, whoa, what is it? And she said, I see things that people, other people don't see. All your money was smiling. That means you must have helped uh, so many people and received thank you money. So it's in your wallet. I can see your money smile. And I was super surprised. What? Money can smile? And then I thought about my friends who's uh, probably money smiling. And there are also uh, other friends uh, who's uh, kind of doing uh, unhappy work. And she says, uh, if you do a happy work and, and help others, uh, your money is smiling in your wallet. On the other hand, if you're taking advantage of other people or if you're doing what you don't like, your money is crying in your wallet. And I thought it's very interesting. And since then, my whole mission is to make all the money smile in the world. Well, this is incredible because this is what you talk about. There's only two types of money in the world. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. happy money and yes. there's unhappy money. So mm-hmm. what is that exactly? What does that really mean? So happy money makes you smile when you receive it and gives you joy when you spend it. 
Whereas unhappy money, which is like 95% of all the money in the world, uh, when you receive it, you feel like frustrated. Like, oh, is this like, you know, is this all the money I get? And you get also frustrated and, and maybe upset when you spend the money. You feel like somebody's trying to take advantage of you. So you get upset when you see the bill and I don't want to pay. So you just hang on to the money. So uh, when you receive it, it gives you a frustration. And when you spend it, you've resent about it. So that's unhappy money. It's the same money, but the energy you feel toward the money is very different. And this energy, of course, comes from the emotions that we attach mm -hmm. to money. And this yes. is really important. There is nothing, when I was reading your book, I really thought about it and I thought, actually, there's nothing almost more emotional than money. It can break families apart. It can bring mm -hmm. it together. It can make your dreams come true. We attach so much to money. It's incredible. Yes, yes. And even what's going on in the world, you see happy money and unhappy money circulating at the same time. I'm hearing so many great stories of happy money. And also I'm hearing all the sad stories about unhappy money. So you can choose, you know, it doesn't really matter how much you have, or how much you make. It's just how you feel toward money. You can make your money smile by appreciating about your money coming in and money going out instead of feeling upset. Coming up next, have you ever wondered how two siblings could have opposite views about money? Ken expands on how our ideas about money are formed very early on and how two special people in his life transformed his own damaged beliefs about money. That's all next here on Life Beats on Pulse95. Pulse95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse95. Welcome back to Life Beats and my conversation with Zen millionaire Ken Honda. Here Ken shares how the secret to happy money could powerfully transform your life. But first he shares how his ideas about money were transformed by two special people to him. This is the interesting thing because you talk about the way that our ideas about money are formed, of course, like most things that we have in life, most beliefs that we have in life. They start when we're little. So talk mm -hmm. to me about your story and the ideas around money that came about for you. Yes, uh, we, when we were brought up, uh, we were heavily influenced by our parents. For example, my father is a very successful accountant, but he was very stingy. He was told, you know, um, I'm sure some of your parents are like that. I was uh, telling him, I can make two cups of tea with only one tea bag. And he said, no, son, you can make three cups of tea with only one tea bag. And he was trying to squeeze uh, the, the tea bag. So the third cup, tea bag got broken. And so all the leaves are kind of floating in, in the cup. And he was happily drinking the third cup, which is like, doesn't it have a, a flavor anymore. But he was saving money for that kind of thing. So um, he taught me how to save money, uh, even though he was a master of making money. Because of his childhood, he lost his father when he was 11. So all his life, uh, until his twenties uh, and thirties, uh, he had a hard time dealing with money. I had a lot of teaching from him that you have to be careful with money. I'm sure some of your parents were like that. And other parents are just spenders who love to shop, who spend money and just find joy. So 
So there are all kinds of influences we we get from our parents. And what's interesting is that uh, even though we are born into the same family, our siblings, brothers and sisters, we become very different people in terms of money. For example, your brother can be a saver; he loves saving money, whereas your sister can be a spender. She loves to go to parties,、uh, spends money on clothes and bags and expensive travel, where the the brother. Doesn't spend a penny on eating outside, and just he keeps saving money. And there can be a gambler, there can be money maker, and there are all kinds of money types that I talk about in my book. So talk to us about those money types. But before you do,、mm-hmm. how did that idea that you got from your father about being super ridiculously frugal, how did、yes. that influence you? And how did that then inform your work later on in life? Of course, as you can imagine, I became a stingy money saver, and at the same time, I was very good at making money. So when I got married, my wife has a, a more healthy attitude toward money. So I, I wrote、uh, many episodes in my books. It's in Japanese, unfortunately. But one time, I was in a hotel room. I was told to stay away from this little black box in a hotel room. I was told、uh, when I was small that's a dangerous、um, device for kids because if you touch it, you get electric shock. And、uh, because <laughs> my parents、uh, thought, you know,、uh, if we play around, we just take out the、uh, the soda or something, it's going to be a big charge for them. So、yeah. I was like that. But my wife transformed me from a very stingy,、uh, fearful guy to a happy money guy. And so she's、uh, the reason. She said, "You have so much money. You know, even if you spend five dollars on something, you're not going to go bankrupt." I was so uptight about that. She was a, a very big influence on me, and also I had a very good teacher, mentor, whose name is Wahei Takeda. Unfortunately, he passed、uh, a few years ago, but he was called Warren Buffett of Japan, and he's actually the person who taught me about happy money. He said the most important thing in life is appreciation. So when you appreciate, money appreciates. You can say "arigato" your money when when money comes in, and "arigato" your money when it goes out. So he he taught me "arigato" in, "arigato" out. That means thank you, your money in, thank you out. So since then, I've been practicing this sort of like a Zen type of、um, practice. When money comes in, I smile and just say "arigato" or "thank you," whatever the language.、Uh, and then、uh, when I spend money. I also thank the person、uh, who receives my money because, in return, I'm receiving something—his、um, or her services or merchandise. So I have many reasons to appreciate them for me to be able to pay that person. So、uh, if you do that, you feel like life is full of appreciation. So even though you're not the wealthiest person in, on this planet, at least you can feel very happy about it. It's so interesting. That sounds so spiritual and incredibly beautiful. Arigato!、Mm-hmm. To really stop for a moment and think about where that money is going and where you're receiving it from. Tell us about, in practical terms, what kind of an actual difference that really can make to your prosperity you. and to your Thank life. Thank you, Sally. You're just sharing me very good questions.、Um, for example. One of my students is a single mother who had a low-paying job. She didn't have a college degree, so she was complaining about her boring, low-paying job as a secretary. But since、uh, she learned about happy money concept from me, 
she started thanking her boss. She started thanking, thank you so much for the、um, opportunity, or just、um, not, not so many complicated things. Just she smiled and she, was, she became a happier person. She, in fact, appreciated her boss because she didn't have a college degree, but he kept her as a secretary. And a few weeks later, she got a big sudden uh, bonus uh, raise、uh, from her boss because he felt appreciation、uh, from her. And so he felt like he had to do something to appreciate her. So she was super excited because、uh, she thought it's a spiritual practice, but she says, Yes, it works. <laughs> and happy money gives me more happy money. So she bought a little gift and then、um, gave it to her boss. And you can imagine what happens. So, this happy money is not just an attitude. And let me just explain about、uh, my business、um, back in my early 20s. I divided my clients into two groups one is I do nothing, and the other, whenever I see them, I brought some gift. Uh, like a Japanese tea, cookies, or just a book, or whatever I feel like. It's not super expensive, it's only like five or ten dollars. Look what happened after six months. This group number one, I got a few referrals, but not much. But the group I kept、uh, um, bringing gifts to, these clients gave me so many referrals. I didn't ask for it, but they, they, they kind of,、uh, I think, appreciated me because I appreciated them. So just a little something extra. To show appreciation really pays. And I had,、uh, since then, I've had、uh, such a great, beautiful relationships、uh, with my clients, with、uh, my friends, because I appreciate them all the time and they feel the appreciation from me. So they give me a lot of、uh, great referrals. And、um, by word of mouth, my books kept selling to 8 million copies. We have only 120 people in Japan, so that's a big number. That's pretty incredible. And we just celebrated Maya Angelou's birthday, the poet. And it just、mm-hmm. reminds me of her words where she says, People are not going to remember what you said. People are not、mm. going to remember what you did, but they're going to remember the way you made them feel. And it's like,、Beautiful. this is your way of dealing with the money that comes in and out of your life and the people、yes. who make those relationships possible. Yes, yes. So I'm so happy to share what I know. Since this、uh, whole incident happened,、um, I started to share my videos for free. It's been only three weeks, but、uh, my programs have been viewed by four、uh, million people because happy money idea is so important right now in the world because we are so afraid of money and we feel so uptight about money. But then, if we start sharing what we have, we will have enough. But if we are so afraid and uptight and hold on to the money we have, Some people will stop. So, I think as a human being, we are being tested how much generosity, how much、uh, happy money we can share. Coming up next, Ken tells us how your personality type influences how you deal with money and why opposites attract, even in money relationships. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Welcome back to Life Beats, the home edition as I speak to best selling author and money expert Ken Honda. Here, Ken tells me how we can move beyond fear and scarcity to heal our money wounds and why opposites attract, even in money relationships. 
I want to ask you about the way that personality types influence、mm-hmm. the way that we deal with money. So take us through that. Yes, the one I like is a, a saver who loves to save. Japanese people are that way. And what's interesting is that、um, these saver persons、uh, attracts spender. So I used to give a lot of money counseling for couples. And I didn't get it why savers, you know, they should marry with another saver. But somehow, I think so,、uh, yeah. Yes, somehow、uh, they attract、uh, spenders, and life is very interesting because at the beginning, you know, they feel attracted to one another. Saver feels attracted to this flashy, happy,、uh, party per- type of person, whereas this spender person、uh, feels grounding, needs grounding. So this saver person. I mean, he or she will give me the grounding. That's how life goes. So, the、uh, spender and also a compulsive money maker. A lot of successful businessmen are like that way. And they tend to get married with a spender. <laughs> and, and they are the warriors. They worry about money all the time. My, my mother was like that. And since I was selling so many millions of books, I had so much money. But Uh, my mother always constantly worried about her life and also worried about my financial situation. So she used to, so whenever we had a chat, she said,、uh, Is your money okay? And I, I said, Mom, I'm okay. You know, look how many millions of copies I'm selling. And, and even though I give away so much money, I have enough,、uh, at least for, with, for my family. But she was constantly worrying about that's her hobby, even. you know, If she doesn't worry about her life, she worries about other people. So they are the warrior type. So there are so many other types,、uh, it's going to take hours. But you can tell. You can probably imagine your sister's face and, and your boss's and all the other people's faces. Now, there are also those beliefs that stop us. From、mm-hmm. being able to create abundance in our lives as well.、Mm-hmm. And the one that you start off with is anxiety. And I think that comes up you know, in the saver, the compulsive、mm-hmm. saver that you have that、yes. anxiety and, and it manifests in lots of different ways. Talk to us about that. So if you worry about money and if you have anxiety, you tend to attract the situation that gives you more worries. For example, if you're afraid of being、uh, laid off or just being fired, you end up getting fired. And because you're kind of manifesting what you're afraid. So if you're afraid of money so much, it's almost like a constant hell、uh, because how much ever money you make, you will worry. So I have、uh, so many clients who are very wealthy, but they don't feel wealthy because they're constantly worrying about money. So I realize it's not how much money you have. It's how you feel about money. So, if you're a money constant, money warrior, why you worry so much?、Uh, you believe in scarcity instead of abundance. So, unless you heal this money wounds,、uh, which is like what I teach,、uh, healing your money wounds, you can't get over with it. Then just feel happy when you receive money, when you spend money, because your money scars stop you and try to scare you. Uh, when you spend money, no, 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 you can't spend your money because it's going to be dangerous. So, this、uh, money monster in you almost drives your life, drives you to worry more, to make more, and、uh, spend less. And this compulsive behavior is so strong and it destroys so many marriages and so many beautiful relationships with your parents, with your kids, because you're so worried. That's one of the main reasons why. Partners fight because what's interesting is even their 
the stingy type gets married with another stingy type,、uh, she or he looks at the other one who spends more money and gets upset. So, unless you deal with these emotions, emotional problems,、um, you cannot really be free from money. But what's beautiful is that if you're a couple or a friend, and if you talk about your money problems or money, money、uh, scars, if you can heal them together, it's so beautiful because you know why. Your husband was so uptight about money. Why your, your wife, why your,、um, why your kids, why your parents are so uptight about money? Because we have so many scars that if we do something wrong, it's going to be super bad. So we are so afraid of making mistakes. That's another issue. So we cannot take risks. We cannot start a new business. You cannot start what you love. So、uh, we are stuck in this uh, um, place called boredom. So,、uh, I think this what's happening in the world helps us so much because it's freeing us. Some of you、uh, listening to this program are probably afraid because you lost your job. But when somebody loses a job, I always tell her or him, Congratulations, because it's a zero reset button. You don't do it, so somebody else did it for you. When you lose something, there's always something new coming in. So, all you have to do is trust. Trust that something better is coming、um, its way. Yes, you touched on something really important, and that is healing our money wounds. So, how do we start to do that? Because a lot of us will have you know, the belief that money is unfair, it,、yes. I never get enough, or money、mm-hmm. is evil, it destroyed my parents' marriage, or、mm-hmm. wh- whatever it is. So, how do we start to deal with that and to get over our money wounds? Thank you. That's a very good question. I teach money EQ in English now, but、um, what's important is that you just try to remember what happened when you were five, six, eight, or ten that bothers you.、Uh, some people don't have a good memory. So, for just imagination, just you go back to your childhood, and usually your parents are fighting for something. Or it could be something about you when you want to play soccer. Play the piano or、uh, wanted to learn about ballet or、uh, learn about painting or singing, but you were denied because of money. That's too expensive. Cannot learn about something. Just try to imagine what happened. Your parents were not mean people.、Uh, if they had enough money, I'm sure they were so happy to send you to summer camps or cycle school or、uh, piano lessons, but they couldn't afford it. So they were upset too for not being able to give something that's super important for their kids. If you can imagine what went on in their heart, their heart was crushed as well as yours. So,、uh, can you give them the understanding at least? And can you forgive them for being who they are? They were in their 20s and early 30s. So, you know, they didn't have much money and they were not emotionally stable and probably still are not stable. You know, at least you can understand what was going on. And if you can、um, let your parents go, if you can forgive or give them understanding, because you may be in a similar situation that you may not be able to afford something. So,、um, if you understand and、um, if you can hug your parents in your imagination and hug a little child in you who suffered so much because your, your dream was crashed and you thought you couldn't do anything, you cannot make your dreams come true, that scar is still in you and stops you from doing what you love. 
if you can heal your parents and forgive them and if you can um, just embrace your childhood and that is going to shift so many people's lives i've impacted millions of people's lives in japan so grateful i have this opportunity to um, impact millions of others uh, in these speaking countries that's pretty amazing what you're talking about there and it requires this kind of empathy for things mm -hmm. past with our own families and our own parents when we're young we don't see the other side it's very difficult yes. to see that but now that we've grown up we can analyze the situation a whole different way and we mm -hmm. have to go back and it's interesting when you say that siblings react differently you could have mm. a brother and a sister who saw the same stingy father the brother decided I'm going to save like my dad and the sister decided I'm never going to deny myself and then yes. she goes in a whole complete other direction. Yes, so I used to do a lot of family therapies too and it's so beautiful because your brothers and your sisters finally, finally after so many years, could be like 40 years, finally understand what was going on under the same roof. You have been so upset with your sister or brother because you didn't understand him or her. The evil person was in, in, in her and him <laughs> right. because she or he is doing so opposite things. Mm. And then you were so upset. But then you realize that you felt the same scars, the same pain, and people reacted differently. Coming up next, Ken shares a powerful moment of healing with his own dad. And he shares how we can bring our money EQ up to bring abundance into our lives, even in uncertain times. That's next. You're listening to Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's the home edition of Life Beats, and I'm in conversation with world-renowned money expert Ken Honda. Here he shares how to find your purpose and how to bring your money EQ up to bring abundance into your life, even in uncertain times. But first, he shares a powerful moment of healing with his father. I've seen so many beautiful money uh, healing happening in so many uh, families. It happened to us so many times. Uh, Japanese people don't hug, but I had a beautiful hug with my father. He was an alcoholic man, so all the hugs I, I got was hugged him from behind. I used to stop him from beating her, my, uh, my mother. Our hugs were always the other way around. So I asked him um, that at least I can get a proper hug you know in other countries people hug and then and he was kind of shy he was a samurai kind of guy he said no we don't do that here but so i did it anyway i hugged him and i told him how much i love him which we don't do that uh, often but he amazingly he said he was so proud of me and uh, that was the only hug i got from him but i still remember uh, this beautiful uh, moment uh, this very stingy so proud, so stubborn, and so messed up person uh, showed his biggest love. It wasn't much, but <laughs> that's enough for me. So many healing happened around money in my family. So I'm just so excited to help other families get united. And I think this is a great opportunity it's because we get stuck and we have nothing to do. So, uh, you know, uh, it gives us uh, great opportunities to connect with our families. 
I want to thank you for sharing that story. It's just incredibly powerful to hear you talk about that um, because he's obviously dealing with so much inside him and you came and you showed him that love. So thank you. That is incredibly beautiful. But can I want to ask you about how we get our money IQ and our money EQ up mm-hmm. high, you know, and you take us through eight different steps. And the first one is yes. about how we make the money in the first place. Mm-hmm. So what uh, people get paid more if you're doing something you love and something you care and something you're good at. A lot of people get stuck in the job because people don't feel the joy uh, and they feel like they're doing mediocre jobs so you don't get paid. The number one and the most important step is to find what you're good at. Find your gifts. If you're good at speaking, if you're good at writing, if you're good at uh, talking with people, um, you, you get paid more. And a lot of people find their gifts accidentally. Like uh, one of my students who was a um, housewife, her husband got laid off. so. She has to uh, make a living for the family and he got sick too. So she started working as an insurance salesperson. She never sold anything in, in her life, maybe like some, some cookies at the school, school festival or something for kids. About a week, she found that she was so natural in talking with strangers and just uh, selling um, her insurance. She, she, she knew nothing about her insurance. But her uh, boss can do all the explaining of the insurance. But she had such a a great gift of connecting with people. So she became a number one uh, insurance person. And if her husband uh, didn't get laid off and if she um, didn't uh, find a job as an insurance salesperson, she would never, never, never find her gifts as an insurance salesperson. That time like this is such a great opportunity to find your gifts. And the, uh, finding gifts is super important, but what's interesting is uh, gifts are hidden deep in our heart. Um, so unless you look for it, gifts don't show up. It's like oil, it's buried under the sun. Some oil is sort of above the land, but a lot of oil well is hidden in deep underneath. So you have to start digging in your heart. So you have to start asking yourself, what am I good at? what I'm excited about and what your friends tell me like you're so good you should do this so those are the gifts you have but you don't realize because gifts are something that you can do it so naturally without thinking you do it like I talk to uh, thousands of people um, a lot and it's my natural gift two days ago I did a seminar online zoom seminar with uh, uh, almost 8,000 people people loved it and uh, I'm talking to a computer like this but I'm talking to 8,000 people and I can do it for hours and people love listening to me. Uh, so when I go, okay, it's about to you know go and then a lot of people just start writing, out, no, 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 a few more minutes. <laughs> so it's my gift. I love talking with people, as you can say. So I, I talk too much, so I shut up. <laughs> I love that. But for those people who don't know how to find their gift, what would be your number one tip for them? Look at yourself as a detective, you know, or like an FBI agent to figure out how you spend your time, how you spend your money. You are spending your money and time on things that you love. For example, I used to spend so much time reading and buying books. My friends thought I was crazy uh, because I was spending almost 70% of my uh, income when I was in college and just spent everything on my books. 
So I skipped lunch, I was okay, if I could buy another book. If you love something so much, and if you just spend your time so much money on, that is your gift. So if you spend so much time surfing about human psychology, you're likely to have some kind of uh, gift in counseling or coaching. So uh, just observe yourself um, that you're, you're focused on. And ask your friends because your friends, everybody would know, yeah, you have a gift of writing, you know, you have a gift of talking or cooking, whatever that is. So, and they will just tell you in one second that、exactly. you don't realize. Because they're looking at you through fresh eyes. It's very true. That's Ken Honda talking how to find your purpose. And sometimes, as he says, we're forced into finding it. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Japan's Zen millionaire Ken Honda. In his latest book, Happy Money, he teaches his readers the Japanese art of making peace with your money. And part of that is bringing up your money EQ. Last time we spoke about how to make money and find your purpose, and this time it's about how you spend your money. Here, Ken tells me how to ask for your worth, and he talks about when you should be holding on to your money. And when he advises his clients to waste it, there's a、um, specific term in Japanese live money and dead money. If you spend money in a good way, money is, is alive and keeps going around and then c o m e back to you. If you waste your money, money gets killed and d i e on the spot. So money doesn't come back to you. Just imagine、uh, is your money alive or dead?、Uh, if you、um, Spend your money in a beautiful way. The person you're paying to gets a benefit, and the next person gets a benefit. So, happy money circulates and comes back to you. If you waste your money in a way that、um, you don't feel good about it, your money is dead. So, you have to invest in yourself, or you have to spend money in a way that gives you a good feeling. Because if you just feel like money is a good, good thing, you want that. Just if you imagine money as a person, Do you want to live with a person?、Uh, for me, money is such a, such a fun friend to be with. So I want money to live with me. But if money was a scary person, you know, do you want the scary person who is trying to abuse you living with you? Probably not. So if you just、um, spend your money in a nice way, so you feel good about that,、um, your money is alive and then brings lots of friends together and then come back to you a little later. So just spend your money. In a happy way, is uh, uh, one tip I can share. Yeah, be mindful about that. But also, protecting、yes. money is、mm-hmm. an interesting one here as well because you、yes. know, this is where what does that mean exactly? You know, does that mean holding on to the money that you make in the extreme, or what does、mm-hmm. protecting money really mean? So, unfortunately, lots of people want your money. So, for example,、uh, there's such a heavy marketing done on you. So, without you thinking, you think you have to have more expensive clothes, more expensive cars, more expensive something. You have to protect your money. You have to ask yourself, am I going to die without it? And if not, probably you're just wasting your money, you know,、um, to begin with. Unless it's super essential、uh, for your survival,、uh, you shouldn't spend your money if you don't have enough money. If you have more money, you can do that. But、uh, what I found out is that. 
the financially challenged people are the ones who spend so much and waste so much money on uh, dollar shops. And then, you know, uh, most of them ended up being a garbage box. So uh, if you uh, feel like money is not enough,、uh, check yourself. You are spending, wasting your money on so many things that, that they don't really matter for you. So you have to ask yourself. So、uh, if you don't have much money, you have to protect the money. Otherwise, full on the money, you know,、uh, uh, soon apart is, a, is a, I think it's a、uh, proverb in, in England.、Uh, so、unless you have this financial intelligence, Your money will go away. But what about people who are just overprotective about their money? They hoard. I recommend,、uh, actually, I had a client like that、uh, a month ago, and I recommended him to waste his money. So I told him not to buy books, not to go to a seminar, not doing anything good. Just waste your money. Waste your money? Yes. So he said, No, I can't, because he, he cannot spend money. In a foolish way. So,、um, uh, what happened is that、uh, he bought、uh, so many candies, candy bars. You know,、uh, he spent a hundred dollars on buying candy.、Uh, he spent them all on candy bars. That's actually he wanted to do when he was small. But、uh, his parent was so strict because、uh, if you eat too many candies, you have bad teeth. You know, a lot of parents worry about that.、Yeah. So, he bought like hundreds of stick candies and then started eating them. He couldn't eat them all, so he was giving it to everybody he knew. And he said, That was so much fun. You know, I'm, I've decided to spend more money. So now he's more relaxed about money. If you're too overprotective about something, then I just recommend you start sharing what you have. You realize how much more you have than necessary. So if you know, if you have enough, you can enjoy giving away. Something you talk about is the money container.、Mm-hmm. So, in terms of You know, receiving the money, increasing the money. How、mm-hmm. do you do that? I think the most important thing is receiving,、uh, which is in money EQ.、Mm. Because when we were born to this planet,、uh, instantly we didn't start、uh, making money, right? When we were born, we were helpless. So we were dependent on somebody. So if you're alive, that means somebody took care of you for your first three or five years. You know, otherwise, you'd be dead on the street. Somebody did something to feed you for you know, a few years every day of the first three or five years, right? The first thing we did was to receive. We just receive, receive, receive because babies have this beautiful attraction. We're so、uh, attracted to babies because they're so cute. You want to take care of them. It doesn't really matter if you're male or female. Babies are so cute, that's why we want to give. So, the best way for you to make your money container or life container is to receiving well. We are so good at giving, but we are so bad at receiving. So, receiving well is the essence of and the shortcut to abundance. How are you willing to let go of this attachment and receive? So, I sometimes、uh, often do interesting experiments on people. A few times a year, we used to do seminars without any charge. So people can pay、um, how much ever they want. They don't have to pay. So we do that anyway because I'm not doing it for money. But it just gives them so many interesting emotional disturbances. Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, because we're so brainwashed to pay a certain amount. 
I'm so uh, open to receiving. Like all the authors are like that because even if you write a book, you don't know how much money you receive. It's an interesting challenge. So I offer what I know and share with other people and see how much wealth I can receive. Yeah. Something that's really interesting in terms of receiving money, though, as well, is making sure that you ask for your worth. And this is something that I find women and those in the creative industries really struggle with asking for their worth, because actually you talk about this as being part of receiving well. Yeah. So don't blame other people for not giving what you're worth. You're receiving what you believe you're worth. I teach people how to price them again. Because we often、um, have a problem of pricing it right. We ended up、uh, pricing so low because we are so afraid all the clients would disappear if we raise our fee. It's a challenging situation, probably from now. Many people will lose jobs. So if you're like, I will do anything, I'll lower my fee so I can survive. So you really have to、uh, trust. That money will flow. That's in money EQ.、Uh, if you just start trusting money flow, you will be amazed how people treat you. I've seen so many miracles happening because if you shift your mindset, the whole client will disappear and the new ones will disappear. Always. Every time I hear a story, I get a chill because it's so interesting. Everything is in your head and in your heart. If you open your heart, if you change your concept, The whole thing will be so different. What do you mean by trusting money flow? So far in your life,、uh, if you are not dead yet, somebody fed you, or there, was, there has been a money flow.、Mm. Um, so maybe you had to skip a few lunches, or you may be starved for a few days, but you couldn't survive without a meal for a couple months. That means somebody gave you money. Could be your、uh, family members, or could be your boss, or could be your clients. But up until now, there was a money flow. That's why you didn't, you didn't die. So, so far, so good. So, why do you have to worry that、uh, tomorrow, or next week, or next month, you'll be out of money?、Uh, if you have lived like 30 years, 40 years, and 50 years, then you'll be okay. Why don't you trust you'll be taken care of from now? But people say, like, oh, I've been okay, but the、uh, recession or economy. So people have so many great excuses to worry. But if you let go of the money worries, and if you're in this total surrender that somebody will take good care of me, and that is when you find the true security in you. So I'm not afraid of money, I'm not afraid of future, because even if I lose it all,、uh, my friends or somebody. Will just save me or support me. I have a complete trust in that. So that's why I'm not、uh, afraid of losing everything. If I lose everything, I'll just ask my friends and all my fans、uh, Hi, everybody, I lost everything. Can you just send me money? <laughs> no, I'm totally vulnerable in that way. So I'll just ask people to let me stay for one week. And then、uh, on the second week, I move to my second friend and the third and the fourth. If you have 50 friends, you can spend a whole year spending without any money. And then after 52 weeks, you can come back to friend number one and say, It's been, it's been you know, a year. Can I stay with you? <laughs> so that way you can be financially independent. So the most important thing is a complete trust that you'll be taken care of. 
And if you have so many great friends who can support you, who love you, you're all set. So don't worry about money. Money is just energy. It's in your concept. Um, it's in the numbers. So you shouldn't rely on those because they're going to betray you. It's just the numbers. So the most important thing is relationships. If you have more than 20 friends who love you so much, they don't let you down. So just trust that. And if you don't have that many friends, you have to start making one. And、uh, a life without any friends is so miserable anyway. So you have to change your lifestyle. Coming up, the Zen millionaire talks the global financial crisis and what he thinks we need to do next. Only on Life Beats on Pulse95. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. 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 This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse95. Pulse95. It's the Life Beats Home Edition, and I'm in conversation with international best selling author Ken Honda. Here we start to get real about the impact of the financial crisis as a result of COVID 19. You know, you touch on something really important because as we do this interview right now, we are in the midst of the global pandemic that is、mm-hmm. coronavirus, and it is、yes. affecting people in so many different ways. And it's interesting because Money is kind of at the center of so many conversations around、mm-hmm. the pandemic right now. Everything from, you know, are some governments spending enough money trying to fight the pandemic and people are angry that they're not?、Um, you've got also the millions around the world, this is only just starting, who have already lost their jobs, lost their livelihoods. You've even got conversations around. You know, some companies who are still asking their employees to work and they're being accused of putting money before people. So, I would love to get your thoughts around this. And of course, we're seeing a lot of panic buying happening、uh-huh. as well and people hoarding. So, Ken, in this time, and, and your ideas are, are beautiful and, and brilliant,、um, but how do they fit within the time, this very unique historical moment that we're in right now? Yes, we are in this interesting process of finding what is the most important thing in our life. Because we used to think a job is everything, money is everything, but now like, we need money to survive. But the most important thing is we need to survive this. Everybody is in a survival mode, which gives them so many fears, so much fears, and also、uh, emotional disturbances. A lot of people realize the most important thing is their family members. And、uh, that is a reason, almost like we're taking the examination of life.、Oh, it's almost like、um, when we die, we experience the same thing. Okay, this is it. So, how was your life? And usually we get the,、uh, that kind of test at the end of our life. But we're getting、uh, intermediate examinations, you know. So, we are so lucky to have this sort of like a checkup. And so, it's almost like an interesting wake up call. Are you okay? With the way you have been living, a lot of people saying,、uh, No, I need to focus on something else. So, in the midst of the big change, all the emotions that we used to carry are being pulled out and it's on the table. It could be fear, it could be stress, it could be anger, it could be desperation. So, it was in your heart. The government didn't give it to you, or the coronavirus didn't give, give them、uh, to you. It was in you. 
And what's interesting is that if you have done a good job, if you have helping so many people doing what you love and make good money, you have nothing to worry about right now. But if you haven't done the good job, so、uh, you didn't learn about money, and if you're just、uh, wasting your money and didn't save, if you're not careful with money,、uh, you're experiencing a lot of fear too. So we really have to face what's going on in our life, and then we have to start. Uh, living a totally different lives, and we're almost forced to do that. And、uh, what's great about it is it's, it's happening globally. So I think this is a great test. This, I think, this is the third test. The first test was after World War One,、uh, 1920, and exactly that was a time when、uh, Spanish flu happened. And unfortunately, we failed the first test. So we experienced the second World War, right? So the Second World War, we could have cooperated and just get over with the Great Depression, but we couldn't. We didn't. So we fought. So that was the second one. So we are just getting the third examination. So are we going to do it with harmony, or are we going to fight with one another? So this is a very interesting test, both privately, individually, socially, in each country, and also globally.、Uh, and then nobody knows what's going to happen. But I think this is a great opportunities to face our fears, inner fears that are pulled out because of what's happening. And then I think there's two options: you choose either fear or you choose love. Do you want to choose love all the time and start sharing what you have, what you know, and、uh, living beautifully, or、uh, do you live in fear? You want to hoard the food, the money, or try to just、uh, isolate yourself from other people. And get depressed. So it's our choice. It's everybody's choice. It's up to you which one you choose: love or fear. I have to say, Ken, I think it's really interesting that what you're talking about. You know, a lot of the things that you're talking about. When you say congratulations to someone who has just lost their job,、um, uh-huh. you know, making those changes that you're talking about, it requires. A massive amount of courage to leave that job. Maybe you have a job. Maybe you want to leave that job for something better, to open up a business, whatever it is that you want to do in life. That requires a massive amount of courage for some people, and the risk is huge. How do we build that courage up? Unfortunately, with courage or without courage, we are forced to do it. So it's like a bungee jump. We didn't sign up for it, but, but like you're next, and then you know you. I didn't sign up for it, and then somebody kicks you from the back, and then you have to go and you have to trust. We don't have a choice. Unfortunately, everybody is forced to jump. So even with courage, without courage, we'll be forced to do it, and that's、uh, how I feel. And、uh, some people will say "woo," and some people say, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna die." But we'll see what happens. You know, a lot of people are going through financial crisis, emotional crisis. But as a human species, we're not gonna die. You know, we're gonna survive、uh, this. Are we gonna do this with so much fun, or are we gonna just、uh, kill ourselves by feeling the fear? We have to go through this anyway. And、uh, you don't need courage because、um, with courage, with without courage, it doesn't matter. We have to jump. So、uh, we have to really think and just feel. Okay, I have no choice because you know nobody can escape from viruses, right? It's so hard to escape from this economic crisis.、Uh, so we have to deal with it. 
and um, it's up to us how we're going to deal with it. Are we going to do it out of fear? Are we going to do it out of love? And、uh, everybody is being tested, so we'll see. So I asked Ken about what he plans to do now in this next new phase. What is going to be his role? I'm going to start a, a happy money、uh, movement globally. You know, I'm, I'm going to do that probably within a few months. I have more than enough money、um, for a family to survive, so I'm going to share what I have uh, financially, uh, emotionally,、uh, because I have so much. I'm going to start donating money. I'm going to encourage all the financially comfortable people to do the same, because this time,、uh, if you have more than enough, you can share what you have, and、uh, if you do that, a lot of people will appreciate you. You feel good about it. And if you can share one million dollars out of twenty、uh, millions, it's not going to hurt. And so I'm encouraging all the wealthy people to follow with me. And、uh, I want to share、um, a story that I wrote in my book. There's this、um, third-generation、uh, CEO whose、uh, grandfather、uh, started the business, but you know the second generation and third generation they're pretty spoiled. So the、uh, third-generation guy, his grandson. Messed up and he lost everything, so he moved to a small apartment. One time,、uh, he got a knock on the door, and, and there's this beautiful old man,、uh, and he said, "Oh my God! You know, finally found you." He used to work for his grandfather. His grandfather is such a generous man, so he took the orphans and then、uh, took care of all,、uh, everybody and taught everybody、uh, how to make business. So they all become successful. So this old man. Was a, a disciple of his grandfather, and he heard about his mentor's grandson、uh, went bankrupt. So he was using a detective to locate him, and he finally found his mentor's grandson. And he brought this sukiyaki set, and he said, "Your grandfather was so nice to me. So I finally found you. So cheer up, you know.、Um, just eat this with the family, and your luck will turn." And he left.、Uh, the grandson、uh, thanked him. And、uh, his family was so excited because, you know, since they went bankrupt, there's not much food on the table. They loved, enjoyed the sukiyaki. And then, at the end of the dinner, his son found out that there's an envelope in the sukiyaki、uh, under the sukiyaki set.、Uh, this ball. When he opened it, it was、uh, equivalent to a million dollar in check. And、uh, there's a letter in it. He said,、oh, "Your grandfather." Was a mentor to me, and he picked me up from orphanage, and he taught me everything about money. So please use this money to just get started again. This time, don't mess up. <laughs> and then he didn't.、Uh, he started his business again. He became very successful afterward because he had some, you know, good attitude too.、Uh, he was just spoiled.、Uh, this story tells you even if you leave your big companies a lot of money, your grandchildren are likely to mess up, but. If you give something to people, they remember you. So they remember what you did, and then they want to pay back to their kids or、uh, their grandkids. So don't leave money. Just help somebody who are in need, and they're gonna help your kids one day. And if you don't have kids, it's so beautiful to give back to society. So that's、uh, a book, another book I'm writing on. So I'm just、uh, helping all the wealthy people. Uh, feel good about themselves by sharing what they have, and if 10% of wealthy people start sharing what they have, all the global problem will be solved. So that's a dream 
And also that is、um, the next project I'm working on. Happy money in action. That's what my mentor Wahei Takeda taught me. As a student of Wahei Takeda, I'm going to start something very interesting from Japan and I'm going to start、uh, doing it globally. When we are out of、uh, this trance of scarcity, we realize we have enough food, we have enough resources. If we、uh, become as a human species, if we can care one another, it's going to be very different. This is Somebody、huge. has to start. If the virus has taught us anything, it's that we are all connected and that we all rely on one another. Coming up next, Ken tells us why he's excited by the current economic crisis and why he believes recovery will require the establishment of new global financial systems. Don't miss it. That's next here on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Welcome back to Life Beats. Here, Japanese financial expert Ken Honda tells me why he's so excited by the economic upheaval the world is experiencing right now and why recovery will mean the establishment of new global financial systems that have fairness and people at their heart. But first, I asked him. How do you know when you have enough money? I think it's in your feeling. you know. So even if I lose everything I have, I own, I feel like I'm okay because,、uh, number one, I can write about my bankruptcy, like 17 things I learned from you know, bankruptcy, you know, stuff like that. And I can probably make a bit,、uh, million seller too. There are so many ways to、uh, come back to your situation,、uh, your, your original place.、Uh, some wealthy people go bankrupt, but they come back. Because they know how to make money. So, if you have this trust and knowledge and、uh, wisdom in your heart and your head, you can always come back. So, I think that's the most important asset that you can own. Nobody can take it out of you. So, if you have this、uh, mindset of abundance,、um, nobody can, can touch it. I recommend that you start just learning about money and then just feel、uh, you have enough. It doesn't really matter how much you have. Even if, if you have a dollar, if you feel that's enough, you are peaceful. And even if you have $10 million in your bank account, if you're worried about、uh, your money,、uh, you cannot be a happy person. So it's more like a Zen attitude that I'm teaching, I'm sharing. Just find happiness in how much、uh, ever you have. And if you feel like whatever you have is enough, that's okay. So try to feel is this enough? And if you're like, hmm, And I was so afraid, that's why I couldn't satisfy with what, what I have. But when I just calm myself down, I think I have enough for now. And if I need more, probably somebody will give it to me. So I teach my students if you just lose your job, if you lose your money, it's okay, let it go because it's not meant to be yours. So the job could be somebody else's. So the money could be somebody else's. And the new money will come、uh, to your life, and that's、uh, more suitable for you. So, this is a time of letting go of our fear, letting go of our attachment, letting go of our money, jobs, this whole cleansing process. And after that, we're going to go through the receiving process. I think it's so beautiful if you just take a look at、uh, what's going on in the world because it's happening globally. We're doing it at the same time. It's so beautiful because finally we have this third opportunity 
to start a beautiful uh, global uh, way of living. Because before that, it was so unfair. You know,、uh, things were so unfair. Even the royal families, even the wealthiest person, get that、uh, disease. So、uh, for that, in front of that, we are so equal. So、um, it's oh, it's going to be interesting because we will be. Uh, realizing that、uh, we are more、uh, in- interconnected, and then、uh, right now at this moment we are separated because of the borders and、uh, all the protection programs. So we're divided into nations. But within a year, we're going to start trading. We're going to start going back and forth, and we're we're going to come up with some kind of new system. And I hope it's going to be based on fairness and appreciation. And sharing, and it's up to us.、Uh, it's up to how we're going to react to this situation. So I think everybody is taking the exam, and I hope、uh, this time we're not going to fail. You're talking about you know a lot of upheaval. We're already experiencing it, but I would love、mm-hmm. to kind of hear a little bit more from you about what that new system should look like. I think the new system is based on love and sharing. So when when we find somebody who doesn't have enough, we're going to send our resources, our food, our water, or oil. And if we realize that、uh, this person doesn't have、uh, receive enough attention, love, and care, we're going to send it. So instead of just trying to steal some from somebody, which regional system was that way? Industrialized countries were taking advantage of the third world、uh, as our industrialized countries make. Developing countries, people work like slaves, which is not fair at all. So we have to start a new system after the global meltdown, which I think is going to happen very soon. So we need to come up with a fair system that everybody on this planet will be appreciated and will be, will be、uh, treated fairly. And I hope it, we can come up with some kind of system, so、um, there will be no exploitation. And no taking advantage of other people. So I'm just、uh, I'm actually writing about a, a new world, and, and based on love and and caring. Well, we need you to share it when you do write about it. This、yes. is very important. I think you need to come back on the program and talk more about it、yes. because it's interesting. Before the pandemic, this was actually the thing that globally we were talking about the most: sustainability. And sustainability、mm-hmm. in terms of exactly what you talk about—the way that economic systems work, and and、um, the way that in third world countries, whether we are talking about the tech industry taking advantage of workers in Asia, or the fashion industry and the way that we、mm-hmm. create fast fashion and massive profits, and yet those who make the garments almost see none of it at all. You know, this is very interesting because this is actually. Where the conversation was just before the、mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting how we're going to、um, uh, deal with everything,、mm. and because this is going to crash、uh, all the old system we have.、Mm. Say some countries, are, if they're going to default,、uh, it's going to start of a collapse of an,、uh, capitalism. So I'm, I'm kind of expecting、uh, something very interesting happening in within a year. Uh, because we cannot support the system,、uh, the governments are promising, you know, we're going to spend billions of dollars. But、uh, where does the money money come from? You know, <laughs>、uh, they're broke. So、uh, it's going to be interesting.、Um, who's going to wave the magic hand? I'm going to give you how much money you have, you know, you want, and then 
we can't do that. The, all the bubble economy have been built on this. So uh, we're going to see a, a, some interesting collapse of the old system. This is massive when you're talking about the collapse of capitalism. Oh my yes. goodness, that yes. is huge. I mean, you know, some people are against it. They're saying, well, there are going to be all these people who are, you know, just putting their hand out and receiving. So what mm -hmm. do you say to that? It's such a big topic, so I cannot talk about all the details. But, you know, we're going to, uh, like it or not, with courage or without courage, we're going to be in this turmoil. Because look at Italy, look at Spain. They were on the verge of bankruptcy before the whole thing happened. Mm -hmm. And so all these countries who didn't have money, suddenly whole the economy stopped. So um, look what's going to happen at the end of April or end of May. They cannot pay the bills. So what's going to happen? It's obvious they're going to default and then probably EU is going to step in and then um, US and Japan and other countries are going to help, but we cannot help each other that way because uh, all, the, all the governments are virtually broke. All the system is going to collapse. And so G20 will have a very interesting meeting uh, in the middle of this year. Uh, how are we going to clean up this mess? Nobody knows how to do it. Globally and also individually, we are going to experience a very unique situation that nobody has ever dreamed of. I'm very excited about that because the old system was not so fair. We have to come up with a new system, which is not socialism, which is not uh, communism, which is not capitalism. We have to come up with a new system. Uh, I'm writing um, a book on that. Uh, so the new system um, we're going to create, probably not perfect, but uh, probably better than the old ones, but we're going to uh, make them together globally. Coming up next, Ken shares how to turn fear into excitement. This is Pulse 95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's Life Beats, and I'm speaking to Ken Honda, Japan's Zen millionaire. Here, Ken shares his tips on how to turn fear into excitement and what he says we should be teaching our kids about money. But I want to bring it back to a personal level once again. Yes. And what we can do personally. I'm a mm -hmm. mom of two girls. You have a very special relationship with your daughter. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that and what you think every parent needs to teach their kids about money. What you taught her. Our education is so unique, so not many people probably understand. One of my friends who uh, had a very interesting upbringing, mm -hmm. he was born into a wealthy family, so he had no allowances. He had a lot of money uh, in the kitchen, and then he can spend how much ever money he, he needed. So that's one way of uh, bringing up, right? My education is very unique because there are two kinds of money uh, education. One for the employee kind of uh, mentality, and the other is more like a business owner, financially free people way of thinking. So if you want to teach your kids uh, how to uh, become a better employee, you're going to ask them for help. And just if you um, do some uh, household uh, uh, help, you pay them something. For me, you're just teaching them uh, uh, workers mentality. 
So、uh, that person will never be able to start the business because she's just working for money. So my education is very different because I'm, I'm teaching my daughter、uh, to follow your heart, help other people, and make sure that money follows you. Instead of、uh, saying, save money, just don't waste your money, I just say, give away money, just waste your money on things so you know what money does. And if, if a lot of parents say, don't co sign a money、uh, a guarantor, so you, you're going to lose it all. I just said, find five people that you can co sign the loan because you love him or her so much and trust him or her so much, and find five people. Who do the same for you? So, my money education is so different. If you just、uh, have five great friends that you can give everything、uh, you have, and if、uh, your friends feel the same way for you, I think it doesn't really matter how much money you make or you have, you are already a beautiful success. So, I'm teaching my daughter how to share what she knows and how to.、Um, How to follow her heart. She's writing music. She's going to be probably more famous than me because she has such a beautiful heart and people feel it.、Uh, she's going to release her、uh, music very soon. And it was 21 years ago that you decided to retire and just look after her. I just love that so much. Thank you. So she's an inspiration for me and I'm, I'm impacting millions of people now. So, you know, how much power she has. So <laughs> it's amazing. The message that I keep getting from everything that you're talking about, Ken, is we receive what we give out.、Mm-hmm. Ultimately, this is the energy, is it not, that you are talking about when it comes to money? You will get back, and not just to the equivalent of what you put out, but it's multiplied. Yes. Lastly, I want to share a fun technique、um, about、uh, turning your fear into excitement. I teach about、uh, emotions a lot because、uh, fear and anxiety will be probably like a main、uh, emotions that a lot of people are feeling.、Mm. So, your fear, you feel scared, you feel anxiety. But at the same time, I want you to know that is the same energy. It's just a different side of the coin、uh, as excitement. Excitement and fear, they are the same energy. Just imagine you, you going into a roller coaster, you know. and And when you just uh, um, go into a roller coaster, you're so afraid when you go up, you know,、oh, I'm scared. But a lot of people who love doing it, they don't hold on to the handrail. They go like, whoo, right? Because it's more fun. When you're afraid of money next time, when you're afraid of life, go whoo, like that, you know, as if you were on a roller coaster ride. So when you're afraid of money, how can I pay my bills? Just raise your both arms and say, Oh, I'm so scared, you know. And then it's so silly. So if you do that and you kind of like find yourself excited about it because you don't know、uh, how the money situation will be,、uh, will be changed, who's going to give your money、uh, to you? And,、uh, how can I go through this? So instead of feeling fear, I'm kind of more curious about what's going to happen. I'm so excited. I don't know.、Uh, the worst things, worst case scenario is I lose it all. Well, you know, I'm kind of curious about that. So if you're afraid, raise both hands and say, I'm so afraid. And then、uh, it, it gives you the opportunity to turn your fear energy into excitement. So I recommend to anybody when you're afraid of money,、uh, if you're worried, if you're fearful, just enjoy, embrace the fear, and then turn. That fear into excitement. 
And what's gonna? I, I, I have so many fun, miraculous stories uh, about changing your、uh, your life. So just enjoy yourself and enjoy your ride because we're gonna have a hell of a ride from、um, very soon. I want to thank you so much, Ken. It's just been incredible. It's been amazing talking to you about money, about happy money. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun, Sally. And you are so beautiful, and you—I can really feel your heart. And you're such a, a gentle,、uh, caring soul. So I'm so glad we spent this time together, and I really appreciate it. So, arigato. Arigato. Thank you so much. Ken Honda is the author of Happy Money: The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money. This is Pulse ninety five. Tune in live every weekday from ten a.m.